0: So if you've been following my podcast, you know that I just finished 99 episodes and this is my 100th episode. Now why this is significant, obviously everyone would know, but I do want to share a little bit. When I finished my 99th episode, I was very excited and I was like, yeah, my 100th episode will be perfect. And I was excited about it, but then I started putting pressure on myself. And one of the things that I was doing was, Oh, I need to say something significant. And this is a milestone. This is a milestone. And that idea of a milestone started really bogging me down. And then I lost all examples of what I need to really speak about. And then I heard somebody else's podcast who I follow. And they were on their 500th episode. So I was like, Oh my goodness, why am I making such a big deal out of my 100th episode? But not just that. Last year in 2021, I um, was very excited about 2022 because it was a significant year. My dad was turning 75, my mom was turning 70, my um, daughter was turning 10. So these were all milestone elements in my year and I was excited about 2022 and I was like milestone, milestone, milestone. And then, of course, after my of course we all had a great time celebrating my dad's seventy fifth. We had a wonderful time, and we didn't realize that this was going to be our last time together because within a month my mum died, and it was very sudden. It was shocking. I think all of us are still um, coming to terms with what has happened. But for me, it was like milestones went out of the window after that because. I was looking forward to 2022 but 2022 has a very different meaning for me now and in recently like the queen of england uh passed away and my first thought was um hey you know she's going to be meeting my mom in heaven and i remember realizing that okay you know um i i'm seeing everything through her eyes and i'm seeing everything through her death and so whatever milestone I want to celebrate actually um, seems less uh, significant now so I did want to celebrate my 100th episode but um, in retrospect I feel like talking about the pressures I felt with the 100th episode would be probably more significant but that's actually not what I'm going to be talking about Um, I was struggling about topics, I had many things I wanted to say and I was trying to consolidate it. And That's what happens when you podcast, right? You have ideas and then you churn it out and you possibly write a script. um, Or you don't and then you go crazy like I am right now. (laughs) So this morning, um, I was doing a, a Bible study. So I normally try my best to at least spend a little time with God in the mornings. Uh, It isn't very consistent, but one of the activities I've chosen for myself was to read um, this book called The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Um, So what I did was I I take a chapter every day. Now it's not been 40 days, it's been way more than 40 days, but I'm right now on chapter uh, 37. And uh, so when I was reading it this morning during my devotions, I... I came across something really significant. Uh, and I thought, ooh, this is a nice topic for my uh, podcast, for my 100th episode. So it's basically a set of questions which um, uh, the author is talking about you must uh, you know, have the answer to. And I wasn't sure if I did, but I thought it would be a nice way to kind of talk about uh, the life lessons that i've learned through different different things so the questions are what has god taught me from failure what has god taught me from lack of money what has god taught me from pain or sorrow or depression what has god taught me through waiting god what has god taught me through illness what has god taught me from disappointment what have i learned from my family church my relationships my small group and my critics so Failure has been a very significant uh, Again, like you've been if you've been listening to my previous podcast you would know that failure has been a very significant um, Element in my life since I got married Um, I was very very successful. I was very very Happy in my career and my choices and the trajectory my salary everything was fantastic the only thing that was really missing from my life was a stable relationship or a relationship that you know like I wasn't loved and I was uh, always searching for it but never finding it and Constantly that became like the bane of my existence um, But when I got married I got everything that I dreamed of like in terms of like I got a, a Man who loved me I got a even like things. I didn't even want like want or desire or dream of Um happened like i i was told when i was uh 28 that i may not have a a baby because i had a surgery and uh you know like and i was kind of broken so i remember going into marriage with full like information to my husband saying you know i may not have a kid um but the fact that god blessed me with our daughter um, and it wasn't even like we worked hard for it you know like we weren't like it wasn't even a planned pregnancy it was just it happened and I was so shocked and I remember um, when we found out I was pregnant I actually started crying because I I, I I, it wasn't even a part of like many women have that ache that they want a baby uh, but I didn't even have that I didn't even get to that process where I was like oh um but yeah that that was a that was a wound in my heart because i remember someone telling me that oh they didn't want to be with me because i couldn't have a baby so it was really sweet that my husband who i told very uh like straightforwardly when before we were when we were friends i said you know if you're getting You know with me I may not have a kid so just be ready for that and he was very gracious and he was like yeah yeah, don't worry I love you for you blah 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 all the romance uh, conversations that people have before marriage so um, in terms of relational I was doing okay like I was getting all my dreams Um, but professionally I started failing and it all happened because I didn't have a regular job Uh, and so when that regular job stopped suddenly all the success that I had enjoyed having a salary having um, doing well in my career quote-unquote uh, suddenly vanished and I became a housewife now I never knew that people felt so much discrimination because of their jobs like being a housewife until I was at a party and someone asked me like what do I do and I said oh I'm i like I'm a housewife and he didn't know me, he didn't know what I did, he didn't know my past, he didn't know anything. But he said, Oh, you're just a housewife. And I, oh my gosh, that really like wiped me because like like I said, he didn't care about the fact that I was on TV or I was in news or I, you know, I I bought my own furniture and I set up my own house with, without EMIs. You know like, he didn't care about anything. He just cared about the fact that my role was what he considered just. And um, that kind of shook me and I started seeing myself through the lens of other people not valuing me. And so as my career, quote unquote, uh, took a backseat and my like my everything that I had wanted, like a family, like a a, a lovely home and all that was happening. But my career, because it was just I didn't have a job, um, it was failing. And so that was very difficult. It was a very difficult pill to uh, swallow. And I remember there was a phase a few years later when we moved to Bombay where I was desperate to get a job. And I remember begging people for work. And it was nothing worked. Like there was no opportunity. All doors were closing and I was so depressed. And um, but like I I would get freelance gigs. So I remember we had to pay... um, my daughter's fees and my daughter's fees was like 15,000 for one month and we didn't have the money because obviously single income where are you going to just get 15,000 rupees and I was like oh my gosh what are we gonna do and just then I got a friend like a, a friend of mine called and said I'm in a soup please can you edit this something something for me and I was like, of course I'll do it. And I I didn't even negotiate price because he was a friend. So I said, yeah yeah, no problem. He said my budget is thirteen. I hope you're okay with that. So I said, yeah yeah, cool cool cool. I just did it. So I said, okay, thirteen is fantastic. You know, at least we'll find a way to get that two thousand later. And I I know it's it's it may make people irky to share about money, but I I just want to share how good God was during my failures, quote unquote failures, and. I finished the edit very, very fast. I sent it to him and he was so grateful that he said, you know, uh, I normally don't pay upfront and I'm so grateful for what you've done that I'm going to send you 15,000. I'm not kidding. That was the exact amount we needed the next day and I was like, God, you're so good. You know, I didn't ask anybody for money. I didn't ask anyone for help. Um, But he provided at the time of my need. And that's the key. That even though I was having failure in my regular job hunting or or feeling insignificant when it came to jobs and roles and identity, he always got provided, um, even in my failures. And um, this kind of answers... You know, what has God taught me from failure and what has God taught me from lack of money is that I have actually got everything that I desire with no significant regular job. Um, It's small things like um, randomly my uh, someone would watch my video on YouTube and be like, hey, I think you need a mic and then send me a mic, which is crazy. I was like, who does this? How does this happen? You know? Uh, Recently also someone um, watched my videos and said you know what Uh, I'd like to um, help you with your upgrade with the studio just here's an X amount and just uh, I want you I want to invest in your studio and I was like what is going on so where I felt failure in a regular job where I felt failure in um, like having um, you know Although the flip side of this is that, yeah, I've had a lot of um, learning, I've, I've had a lot of things, but you know, like people say nine to five jobs are go- like, are st- like, um, they creatively stint, st- like stunt st- I don't know the word stun you, stunt you or, um, but and uh, you know finding your passion means you'll have more time at home or you'll have more you know control over the hours it's not true when i'm working when i'm working from home or i'm working uh, in my studio or my business or any passion project i actually work way more than i did when i was in a regular job even though my regular job was crazy like my regular job i started work at 11 and i ended work at 3 in the night but um, significantly um uh, like in my current scenario, even though I'm uh, just a housewife and just a mom, but in in the work that I do in terms of like my freelance or production or content creation or um, anything, uh, the beauty is that I mean the beauty is that I'm a workaholic but I'm, I'm constantly on my toes I'm constantly working and it's like a massive lesson in time management which by the way I most of the time I fail in so that's another thing but I have found blessing from my failures and I have found um, that even though I lacked money in terms of a regular income every month I never lacked money from the provision that God did, not just in promotions, um, f- from uh, like all projects or anything that just came randomly when I needed it. Um, I have found the hand of God throughout my life in these, especially in failure and lack of money. So that's answering that. Um, what God has taught me from pain and sorrow, or depression, uh, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, but I think, um the significant one is uh, pain is uh, pain will pass sorrow will pass and depression will pass and I'm not talking about um, clinical depression I'm talking about feeling low about your life or feeling um, pain and sorrow I have realized that like for the first month when my mom died I was literally crying like four or five times a day and then as time went by Uh, My crying reduced and then suddenly I started remembering happy times and I started honoring things uh, Rather than thinking about the negatives So I think if you allow your brain to go into dark places it can and if you allow your brain to um, You know focus on the positives it can Uh, I think we underestimate uh, our brains a lot we underestimate are thinking and how powerful it is in shifting things. And um, I do know that it is because of God's help and really reading His Word and finding w- comfort through His words. Like there was a beautiful uh, line that stuck with me right now, it keeps popping up uh, My grace is sufficient for you. And you know, the level of comfort that I have had, even in this season of my life of sorrow and loss. Um, with God really holding me. I, I've, I've I I said this even during the funeral. I said this even throughout that the the most signific the significant feeling I'm getting now is not of loss and pain, is of comfort from God and comfort in the form of so many other things, but also comfort from God where I know He's got me, you know. So I I love the confidence that I have. Um, in in that way but I do think that it's very important to fix our minds on things of God and when I say that I also mean fix our minds on things that are positive and good because our minds can go into dark places and I have really I, I don't think in my life I've been in so many dark phases as i have been in the past decade of my life i think marriage and relational problems or challenges with money and failures all take you to a dark place sometimes but um i think it's not like i'm out of it and it's not like i don't have any pain or sorrow or failure or i'm like drowning in money like scrooge but um what What's going on is my dependency on God is far more deeper and far more um, necessary that I've realized that I need God a lot more in my day to day than I did probably in my 20s. Um, So teaching me to be independent of a job or independent of money or independent of the love of money and focus my attention on the love of dependence on God and dependence even on my um, spouse or my child, or not dependence on my child, but you know, like it's one of the lessons that I've learned in relationships um, is codependence is really important, uh, working together is really important. It's not just I am the woman, I will do everything. I think interdependence has been really uh, what saved. Uh, a lot of even my husband and my uh, issues Where we learn to be interdependent on each other um, Yeah, so that's that's what I want to say about that um, What has God taught me through waiting? I think uh, what can sum this up is Sometimes we want second best And sometimes God wants the best for us And we are so stubborn about second best that We don't realize that you know, it, there's that beautiful line that says be careful what you wish for you might get it <laughs> um, I think that our hearts desire um, and what God has meant for us is Very very different and sometimes what God has meant for us seems a bit difficult or seems like a harder way but what's really beautiful and what I have learnt is um, sometimes through waiting um, you get what God has meant for you to have. And that is, oh my gosh, it's pure. Like, even like even marriage. I mean, marriage is a very beautiful way of expressing that. Um, sometimes you would think, oh, I'm having these problems with this person, relational, or he's so annoying, or whatever. But the deep love that you feel when you have someone to share your life with is so... Um, like it's so deep uh, that you you're so happy that you waited for you know you honored god with um with a relationship like a marriage many times when things are bad everyone wants to run away but i i think one of the things that i've i'm i'm learning is sometimes waiting for god to heal your relationships is also a, a, there is beauty in that as well so i'm this is new this is like i'm treading on extremely new waters it's not something that i knew also i i think in my uh, through my life childhood teenage and up to even the point where i was in in my 20s i was a bit of a know it all like i knew a lot but um I think the spirit of wanting to learn and wanting to uh, grow has uh, been more after marriage or after being a mum because I don't know it all and I don't know everything and I I'm really willing to learn like recently I saw someone's um, bio data uh, an artist and he um, I I don't know him like I just read it because you know we had uh, interaction and he started like he seems pretty old and he went back to get his master's in illustration in 2021 and I was so encouraged to see that because I'm not in college but yeah I do feel like I'm in college because I'm doing so many courses and I'm learning so much Um, but it's never too late to Uh, Admit that your way is not the best way and you know that's what I'm going to say about that Um, alright so dressing what has God taught me through illness Um, dependence dependence on him Uh, I think uh, I've had enough bouts of illness but uh, depending on God is number one and another thing is not depending on medical science I think uh, allopathy is like a really really annoying um I know I, this is supposed to be spiritual but I'm, I I am going to talk practical. Um when I got sick, when I think within 2 months of getting married I got really really sick. And of course it was stress induced, but uh the solution that the doctors gave me were to pump medicines in me and it made matters worse. It was only when I got into alternative um meth- like medicines like Ayurveda or Unani. Yunani has been really good for me also. Um Um, that I realized that oh okay you can you know put good stuff in your body and get good reactions and there are no side effects to that so I think what I've learned from illness is um, only go to allopathy in your last resort like during COVID I had during my COVID stint I had allopathy because I knew that you know like um all your alternative medicines work slowly but you know they're not going to sort out something like covid and you might die so let's not do that um so i did do um i did do allopathy for that but yeah my dependence on medicine has reduced significantly i mean i don't even take a like when i get a headache i know oh my body's trying to tell me something so i've become like that um so l- my advice to people would be listen to your body your body is your best friend honestly and if your body is telling you you have a headache it's probably because uh, you know and do a checklist right um have I gotten enough sleep have I am I drinking enough water most of the time it's water induced headaches that women have because they haven't drunk enough water and their body is telling them drink water my dear um so that's that's very uh, important and then like if your tummy is upset your stomach is clearing yours so that's what i have learned from um, illnesses uh, first of course to, be, to depend on god and then be wise when it comes to uh, and don't trust uh, i'm not saying i'm not trying to like crap on doctors doctors are good they're very they study a lot but eventually everything becomes about pharmaceuticals and drugs and I don't know if that's the wisest approach because it's just chemicals that you're putting in your body. So yeah, I can do a separate podcast about this. How has God taught me from disappointment? A lot. <laughs> um, like I have mentioned earlier, like I think a, a decade of my life has been filled with elements of disappointment. But one of the significant things uh, that I have learned about disappointment is that Disappointment is really um, a check on your own expectations. You will not be disappointed if you don't have expectations. And so you have to figure out where your heart lies when you're disappointed. Uh, I do that nowadays, that when I'm disappointed with somebody, I I check myself and I say, "Okay, Am I giving a lot more importance to this person or, or people? Or the situation that's why I'm getting disappointed with the situation and most of the time it's really you know it's my expectations that are in the wrong um, and then I'm putting too much giving this person or this situation way too much power than they de- they deserve or it deserves so that's what God has taught me from disappointment uh, every, th- every line of every answer of this begins with dependence on God but also um, like curb your expectations uh, don't expect like I don't mean to sound too diabolical or negative but um, when we curb our expectations and make, make them a lot more realistic um, a lot um, it becomes a lot more easier to live uh, I'm still learning that this is still a process of learning for me and uh, finally, what have I learned from my family, my church, my relationships, my small group and my criticism, uh, my critics? Oh, critics, though, I realize that I'm not very good with criticism. But eventually, eventually, I learn from them and I'm, I'm better because of them. So, but the process of criticism is very difficult, even, like even today. But I think that criticism, like if you see it like this, Someone is taking time to voice their concern about making you a better person. How is that a bad thing? So if I process that in that way, then critics really need to become your best friend because nobody has the time to speak into your life. So if someone is speaking in a way that may be abrasive to you, but obviously there is a reason why they are saying that. Like recently, um, I was doing a Skillshare class and my husband said, um... I can't understand what you're saying because as a person who doesn't know procreate, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I realized that I was speaking to a person who's um, already a student of what I'm talking about. I'm not talking to an unknown student. So I tweaked my whole course, it was a pain, but I tweaked my whole course taking that criticism which wasn't easy to take. but. Um, I tweaked it and oh my gosh my course became so, um, so much better and it, I, I included, I, I broke it down in a way that even a person who doesn't know digital art can learn like how to draw birds. That's my latest Skillshare topic that I'm um, working on right now. But you know like his criticism was not meant to harm me, it was meant to better me and when I took it in the right spirit and applied it, it actually made me better. So, critics are important, and honestly, make them your best friends because no one has the time to speak into anyone's life. I'm not talking about trolls; trolls are useless. But I'm talking about um, people who genuinely give you criti- like critiques. Um, they are probably your friends because they want to better you, and they probably care about you. I don't. I'm not a part of a small group or a church anymore, so I can't really say that. Um, my relationships have really taken a, a big hit after my mom's death i actually i've, I've taken some time away and um, and i think it's very important that i did and i do because i think you tend to get lost in everyone else's drama and you don't take care of yourself and it's very important to take care of yourself so my relationships if they are still around and people still want to be friends with me um, have actually been at the receiving ends of a lot of the crisis of my lives. So whenever there's a crisis, I pull away. and uh, many people understand many people don't, and those who do um are friends for life and those who don't are not like it's very interesting. but when I met my now husband, I was actually going through a crisis, and I pull I pushed everybody away, I remember and he was one of those people that I pushed away and he said something really beautiful he said you know I'm here uh, I may not understand why you're pushing me away but I'm here for you so whenever you want to come back I'm here and that meant the world to me out of everyone I pushed away he was the only person who came back like I, I included because he his stance was so understanding and there are just some people who need to cope with a crisis in their life in ways that um, are um, like uh, weird and strange for other people but uh, I'm really I, I'm really happy that he did uh, give me that space that time because if he hadn't then we would have never continued in our journey together and um, what I've what have I learned from yeah so from my relationships I've realized that uh, I don't I need my relationships to be a lot more stronger than they are Um, and sometimes they aren't so I have to just cope with not having any Um, and from my family oh that's my family is amazing I I have so much admiration and respect and love for my family in every like uh, every elements Um, I mean especially my dad right now he's he's been so brave and he's been so amazing At uh, handling things like I know he's doing his best and um, it's it's been really uh, so I think um, like thinking about things and doing and being not calculative but considering all options and then uh, reacting is a very significant lesson that I've learned from my family but more than that I think again coming back to dependence on God I think um, everything that I have or I am uh, begins and ends with God and um, I think having a hundredth podcast is significant for me because I mean having a podcast altogether has been really really amazing it's been really fantastic I've really enjoyed uh, this whole process. And so it's nice to celebrate the 100th episode, you know, but the fact is that I think I'm going to continue doing this for 500 or more. And uh, I think it's my podcast has become like a part of like my like narrative and it's very significant in my life. And just like my blog was my way of, you know, um, expressing and helping and adding value to people, hopefully. Um, I hope that this will continue adding value to your lives um, and uh, if you've been sticking with me since uh, podcast one, thank you for your uh, faithfulness and loyalty and love and, um, and uh, I really am grateful for 100 episodes, uh, I mean uh, podcasts and uh, uh, yeah podcasts are episodes and uh, yeah so that's about it that's those questions that i answered i hope you derive value from what i've uh, spoken and shared about and it can help you in your crisis or your you know the way you manage your um, money or your illness or challenges um You know, I think the older I get, the more, I mean, I always loved God, Uh, you know, since I became a believer when I was a teenager, I always had a relationship with him. But I think my, I always describe my relationship with God as a staggering, um, like I've, I've many times I've fallen, you know, the beauty of Christianity and it's not a religion. It's really following Christ is not a, a following of perfection following christ is a following of sharing your cross with him and saying lord please take my cross i can't i can't handle this i need your help and i think that's been fantastic for me because i've i've really um journeyed with god along the way and i i i see how far i've come along since that little girl praying and watching the sunsets in missouri to um you know, my current situation today where, you know, I've lost my mom and I'm grieving that and he's still there. He's the only um, significant um, relationship I've had since I was a child. So I'm really grateful for that. And um, so that's celebrating that today. And thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you in the next podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Um, Take care. Bye.